Welcome to Thoroughbred Weekly on this Sunday morning. Two Group 1s decided at Eagle Farm Racecourse yesterday. A very young crowd turned up at Royal Ramwick for Saturday racing. Ronnie and I were in Brisbane. Bernadette Cooper's going to join us. And Lizzie was at Royal Ramwick. Mm. How was Sydney? It was Tell good. me, a very young crowd. Very, very young crowd. It was almost like an Everest crowd. There was just lots of young people pouring in. They had a couple of functions on. So um, it was quite a surprising... Oh, well, a pleasant surprise to see so many young faces at the races. And um, I spoke to Ronnie in the makeup room earlier on, and I said there was the last race was won by Lillimore, which we'll go through later on. And I think there was a few lilies on course that backed her. <laughs> <Is> that <right? laughs> yeah. And they're uh, talking about young faces. Reese Jones putting those Godolphin colours on for the first time would have been so exciting. Yeah, it was. He, I could see he was getting a little bit emotional when I spoke to him after the race. He's very um, reserved and measured young man, and he's. He's very humble. I suppose he's, he lets his riding do the talking. He doesn't sort of sell himself, you know, um, media-wise, does he? But he's a very, very good rider. Got the job done yesterday, and it would have been a pinch-me moment. Well, it was a pinch-me moment for him. And um, speaking to Darren Biedman after the race as well, I saw him pretty... Um, pretty excited so yeah. yeah he was probably the the main story of the day and of course Gravina was excellent mm, how'd you go champ um <laughs> i was eagle farm for the first time in a long time yep. and i'm looking to pull holes in the track like everyone else was mm. and i could not really find an issue i think if we eagle farm i know it doesn't look any good when you look at the track but i must say if it, it, it wasn't hard and fast and breaking records and if that's the track they're going to throw up for the rest of the carnival, I think I'm pretty happy about it. Yep. I'm pretty happy. And, I, and just talking to a few jockeys, trying to get someone to bag it, going home last night, no. No, no one wanted to put their head up and say, oh, it's awful. It's pretty good. Great. They've done a good job with it. 
Well, Bernie, that is good news uh, because yesterday was a, a reinvention of the carnival. Derby, uh, away from Stradbroke Day, a million dollars for the size produce, uh, which was a highlight in itself. Two group ones on the card. You walk away from Eagle Farm saying, I want some more, and you can't wait to get back there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good morning, guys. Nice to be joining you. It was a huge day and obviously a lot of pressure on everyone for this track to perform well. They'd sown a lot of winter rye through it, which certainly thickened it up. Um, you're right, Ronnie, that the cooch doesn't look as, as glam as the kaikuyu on the track, but you're right, nobody really could pick too many holes in it. We had four winners, and if we claim reloaded, which we should be allowed because he's been here for some time. We had five, which is a huge uh, day for Queenslanders on any Group 1 day. Of course, the highlight being Tony Gollan taking out the Group 1 Kingsford Smith Cup with Jamie Carr. We learnt some new dance moves from Desley Forster, who got Apache Chase into the Stradbroke. And, of course, Waller dominated the Derby, which was always uh, thought could happen. So it was a terrific day. Yeah. For entertainment value... Desley should win a race every weekend. Yes, yes, she should. She doesn't disappoint. No, she doesn't. She went to a new level yesterday. <laughs> well, my word, she did. Well, we're going to get to that. Yeah, well, Gavin Carmody said, who knows her well, said that she gives Gary Moore a run for his money. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, yes, <laughs> no doubt. They're, they're the two. They run the Quinella. Uh, maybe Desley in front in the Exacta. Um, all right, Bernie, it's all yours. It was a uh, Queensland uh, double yesterday with uh, Vega 1 and Jonker. Here's the full race of the Kingsford Smith Cup. That's where we're going to start this morning. Racing now, and Jonker was away well. Likewise, Dangerous El Victorum Handy Camentari over on the inside. Saboteur itself is going forward. Sabatiano Handy. Sacy Bond pushing through as well, and Guitra coming over from the deep. Next one there is Panino, and also trekking an outback Barbie. Signore Fox, and further back to Nick and Nova. Vega one, and Blazjowski over on the rail as last of all. So Jonker led the way from Saboteur itself up into third. Guitra three wide. Sacy Bond fourth and fifth, the outside Dame Giselle, a length and a half, Sabatiano three wide, Victorum between her and Kementari's over on the rail, trekking's out three and four wide, outback Barbie, Nikonova's off the track, Panino, Signore Fox and Vega one, and Blazjowski last at the 4.50, it's Jonker from Sabato at Sal and Gaitra, Sacy Bond, Dame Giselle, trekking working home, Sabatiano coming strongly as well, outback Barbie further back and they're trailed next in the field then by making some headway as Kementari. We've got Jonka, his trekking down the outside. Between them, Sabatiano, Sabatou itself. Late Senor Fox over on the inside. Jonka, Signore Fox and trekking. Jonka, Signore Fox the inside. Flushing Vega one. Where's he come from? Vega one's got up and won. Vega one from Photo. Um, an incredible win. A fantastic ride. Uh, Bernie, she credits Glenn Boss with the win, saying... The advice was, don't give him a sniff. Don't give him any possible hope of seeing that winning post until the last minute and allow him to just burst onto the scene very, very late, which he did. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, good on Bossy for, for being of help there. Um, I don't think he really ha had a lot of choices, either Vega one. I mean, he went back in what was a pretty slowly run race. Jimmy Byrne was able to really steady the speed uh, with Jonker up front, and it was an inc incredible run, <coughs> excuse me, by Jonker, first up from a spell. But what happened to Vega one was he got this incredible vacuum-type run where he was never exposed, he was never facing any kind of breeze. And, you know, this is a Group 1 race, and over the line was only about four and a half lengths covered the whole field. 
What was hard to watch was when he really started to, to feel his oats and want to finish this race off and there just looked nowhere to go. But Jamie Carr, to her credit, she just holds a line and she just waits until she can see a nice run, obviously darts through here and then only to hit, almost hit the heels of another horse. And then, or trekking, I think that was, and then bullocks out. But he's done nothing pretty much the whole race, and he was able to just have a just an incredible sprint inside that last hundred. Senor Fox was great. Uh, obviously, Jonker was terrific, and horses like um, Steve Trigay's horse, Nick and Nova, they were just pulling back in the field, so they weren't able to finish the race off like they should. Yeah, a, f a funny race to try and assess, considering the early tempo of the race. They. He, he terrified the whole lot of them, Jonker. And they said, well, we're not going near Jonker and we're going to bring ourselves undone. And it nearly fell into the place of Jonker there. He, that was a, don't worry about the training performance of the winner. The second horse, if he would have won that, that would have been a great training performance yeah. off a long break. He's got that horse flying, Tony, and probably would have been a better result for him because he's trying, trying to win that elusive group one being a, a, you know, a stallion. But... Um, yeah, take nothing away from me. He, he, he just stalk, stalk, stalk. They open up and he had the best sprint. Um, he's a horse that's come back from, uh, I think, a suspensory ligament injury. So uh, that's that's really good. Dry, dry tracks are definitely senior foxes go. And that's a good effort from him at Wait for Age. You could look at this race a number of ways. A number of ways. I, I thought the, the Godolphin pair were disappointing because they were there, Savatiano and trekking to pounce. At the top of the straight, you're thinking, well, here's the two uninterrupted, they're going to just blouse over the top of them. i tell you what can win the Stradbroke, Victorum. I love the way he's, he's thrived up there and um, uh, back to a handicap, he loves Eagle Farm, horses for courses. I, I'm leaning his way out of that race as far as the uh, Stradbroke's concerned at this stage. Uh, a big moment for Tony Gollum winning a, <clears throat> a Group 1 and a Quinella for good measure uh, in his home state and Jamie Carr, a Group 1 winner at the championships, the Doncaster Lizzie, now Group 1 winner in Brisbane. She's now the uh, record holder for female riders with Group 1. She was equal with Michelle Payne, now she is ahead of Michelle with six. Yep, and she's done it in, in all three states as well. So, yes. yeah, excited, just amazing, just great ride. She's a really good jockey, um, cool head on her, and she's able to, She that, that was just, it was, doesn't matter who it was, that was an incredible yeah. ride. I spoke to Ronnie at length about it because I, I feel like as I'm not a jockey, I don't have the authority to like, comment on, on, on how good a rider is. And Ronnie said it could have re very easily have gone wrong, mm. but she just stayed cool and stayed calm and he said he thinks that's her greatest asset and I reckon I, mm. that's pretty much spot on with her. She's got a cool head, yeah, she, she rides well and um, nothing seems to phase her. No, and horses run for her, yeah. which is a very important. She's got a kind hands, obviously, and um, she's had a marvellous season. Yeah, amazing a marvellous season. season. Here is uh, Tony Gollan and Jamie Carr. Mate, that's so good. Um, oh, just so proud of these horses. Like, he's always had a major injury last year after the Stradbroke and had a long time. They rehabbed him really well down there in Victoria. Come back and it's been a long range mission to get here and then into the Stradbroke with him and this doesn't get any better. I tell you, this is great and <laughs> Peter Anastasia here and you know, oh, it's just a great feeling and I didn't know where to look. I thought John Cool was going to hang on and I'd seen him behind a wall of horses and all of a sudden off he went. So that's oh, unreal, you know. One, two here in a group, one at home and this is home now. So it's fantastic. 
And this horse, you mentioned that he that he broke down last year, and it's been such a long road re to recovery. Not only did he break down, but then he matured into this really big chap. It's been a battle to get him fit. Oh, we've had a torrid time with him, actually, this prep, with a few little, little niggles, and it's just amazing. I was really happy with him after his work here Tuesday morning, but we are on a knife's edge if we're even going to be here this week. Just little things, little minimal things going wrong, but it's just so rewarding today, and... You know, Jamie Carr doesn't ride obviously very often up here, but geez, I hope she comes back a bit more often. That's six Group 1s for you now, the most winningest female rider in the country. Congratulations. Oh, no. <laughs> they want to kick me out. <laughs> They're not allowed. No. Um, oh, that's unbelievable. Awesome. I wanted to get held up on him, but not that much. Uh, I needed to run desperately in the end and go SA racing, yep. <laughs> <laughs> the tempo looked to slack off mid-race. Yeah, it did. I was in a lot of trouble on him. Um, Look, I've got to thank Bossy. He came up to me, told me everything about this horse, and I wanted to get held up on him because he he just exposed him and he thinks about it. He, he overthinks things, and um, so thanks to Bossy for letting me know all those little tricks. And oh, Amazing. Amazing. We don't get to see you here very often in Queensland, but we were stoked to see you riding for our leader trainer, leading trainer, Tony Gollan. Yeah, yep. Um, I met Tony a long time ago when um, Sunlight came up here, and... Um, oh, I've ridden for him before a few times, but that definitely uh, tops our uh, list of winners. <laughs> Six group ones, but we feel as though you're just getting warmed up. I hope so. <laughs> I hope you're right. Um, oh, this year's been unbelievable, and um, I've obviously been trying to stay in Melbourne as much as possible, but when opportunities like this come, um, you have to take them, and I've been, um, oh, I've been very, very lucky with the horses I've got on. Benny, do we know if Jamie Carr is going to stay in Queensland or whether she's going to come back? Yeah, well, I didn't have the, the conversation personally with her, but I did hear uh, along the, the grapevine there yesterday that she is likely to stay here. And I guess <clears throat> with that COVID situation, obviously in Victoria, it probably is a logistical nightmare. Um, and at the risk of, you know, being in forced into lockdown herself down there. It's probably safer for her to stay here and, and ride out the rest of the carnival. But as I say, I haven't actually had that conversation with her personally. Just on the Stradbroke, those couple of horses that tested lame on the Friday also pulled up lame. So um, that was disappointing, but given uh, Savatiano raced so well, I don't know where you go with that. We're, you know, obviously they are all vetted before group ones, um, but they still came out lame on the other side. She was very, she's very lucky to be. In, in Brisbane. She got out just before the deadline. Mark Kavanagh got turned around. Yes. Uh, Mark Zara couldn't get there and he missed the ride on Tiger of Malay, which was picked up by Craig Williams, who I assume stayed in... in uh, did he stay in Queensland? Did he forgo his no. rides in, on Wednesday? He was, they were riding at Sandown on Wednesday and they pulled... Once they heard it was going to be a lockdown from a certain time yep. Wednesday mm -hmm. night, I think Craig Williams pulled the pin on his rides on yep. Wednesday, got permission, and someone else did, and I think Mark Zara had a problem because well, I think his well, wife had a baby. Had, yeah, yeah they yeah. had their first yep. child. So that's why he had to hang around the extra day, and um, Jamie took the risk of getting straight out of there after last and would have made it... Yeah, by just, hours. Yeah, if that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go and hear from uh, all the other jockeys. Jimmy Byrne, Jonker. Yeah, he was solid. Um, 1,300 probably just sees him out. Uh, he beat them all off and then sure enough, Vega 1 comes along, so never mind, it was a good effort. Ryan Maloney, Senior Fox. Yeah, I, um, I, th I thought I was a real sniff there at the uh, 200. He, he showed a really good turn of foot. Um, yeah, no, he's run out of his skin. He, uh, he's a bit stiff in the end, but um, 
I'd, uh, if, if I only been training, I'd probably have a throw at the stumps and have a crack at the strawberry. Kieran McAvoy, trekking. Ran a brave race here, yeah, it was, it was a, a, a top run. Um, didn't have a lot of cover throughout the race and from the gate I just had him travelling underneath me as well as I could and he gave a nice kick. We were riding the race until the last sort of 50 yards of the race. So, um, ounce of luck and he's, he's winning the race, so he's, he's, he's in top form. Mark Duplessis, Victorum. Yeah, he's gone super. Um, not sure what happened in the straight, but I was coming through following Savitiano and Guitra just sort of stopped in front of me and sort of half got me a little bit... Uh, a little bit on balance and it took a little bit of time for the 59 to get going again because we went relatively slow for a race like that. Um, but no, he's run super. Baron Vorster, Sabah 2XL. Yeah, guys, look, obviously uh, this sort of right-hand bend is new to him. I felt the travel up nicely for me. Unfortunately, the leader hung on to us and he got a bit intimidated, but he stuck on really well. Timmy Clark, Dame Gisselle. Yeah, I thought she ran really credible. She's sort of only beaten just on two lengths, I guess, and um, just would have liked to sort of get her to the outside, but just the way the race panned out, that was un unable to happen, but um, thought she ran well, though. Hugh Bowman, uh, Sabatiano? Uh, she was disappointing. I'm not sure what the answer is. I had the right run, and when the pressure started to build in the race, she was she couldn't cope with it and finished accordingly. Jimmy Orman, Nick and over. Ran good. Just need, needs a bit of a gate barrier to... Um, just sort of get a bit more luck in, the, in this sort of um, class of a race, but going to the straight broke down the weights, he should go a bit better. Josh Park, Kementari. He went quite well. You know, I was on the inside, which he doesn't appreciate, and I was, I was forced up the inside of them and uh, maybe inferior ground, so I think he's gone okay. Jason Collett, Guitra. Uh, lost all hope after the interference. Craig Williams, Sosie Bond. Uh, coming into the straight, I couldn't have been happier, but he really failed to, to quicken up for a horse that was really travelling. Two things, maybe is too close to his top in the race and uh, see how he comes through the run. But uh, I, I was very happy to top of straight, but then he failed to respond in my riding in the straight. Now, uh, before we show you a Stradbroke market, let's uh, go on to the Fred Best Classic because this had a bearing, a big, big bearing on the Stradbroke, more than the Kingston Town uh, Cup, uh, the Kingsford Smith Cup, I should say, uh, because the favourite for the Stradbroke at $3.50 had to win this race, Ayrton, to get into the Stradbroke. So he can't run in the Stradbroke now. He won't make it. There was one man sitting next to me right now who... Found the winner. You you you, you tipped Apache Cat, Apache Cat, <laughs> Apache Chase. So it's Kingston Town and Apache Cat we're looking at. Uh, here's Apache Chase, the uh, the winner, Bernie for Desley Forster, who led and ran them ragged. Yeah, this is a uh, you know this has always been a good horse, probably one of our best three-year-olds here in Queensland. And where this horse buries his opposition is always in those middle sectionals of the race. So let's say from the 900 right around to the 300, he gets them off the bid, he gets them chasing. Uh, Ayrton just looked, you know, to to be let off the bridle a bit early here. He floated around the corner, drifted out to the middle of the track, whereas this horse, he loves Eagle Farm. He loves the 1400. He loves a rock hard track. He's probably most of his defeats have been on wet tracks or away from uh, Eagle Farm. So, you know, he's just a star performer at this trip. That was his ninth start, this preparation. It'll be 10th into the Stradbroke. He's had a couple of little freshens up um, out at the farm in between. He's a just a dashing style of a horse. Um, and he's going to give them a real light, lightweight chance, isn't he, in, in the Stradbroke. And um, 
Gosh, if Desi did that with a Group 3, what are we going to get when she wins a Group 1? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, he's, Why did uh, you like this horse? Because uh, I, I just looked at the track and distance. and I, I, the, way, the reason I liked him, I thought Private Eye was a real good thing in the, in the guineas. Mm -hmm. And I thought, uh, and straightening up after this horse had been attacked in front at the mile. And I thought Private Eye was going to beat him five, five or six lengths. And I just, I said... After the race, I said, geez, that was a performance. Hmm. That was a real performance. And back to a track and distance he'd been unbeaten at. He's a hard head. He loves it. He, 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 Jimmy Byrne knows him so well to pace him, go quick enough to be left alone, and then push the button. It's a pretty hard to push the button on the turn at Eagle Farm. Not many horses get away with it. So he, he, he's an ideal Stradbroke horse with, with no weight on his back. And if, you know, there's, can just hold him together and keep him happy. And um, I, I think Ed went well. Um, he, considering what levels he'd been at so far, I think he's six months off, but he'd still come out and he'll probably win the gun sinned. Mm. Um, but he's work in progress. I, I'm convinced he's a good horse. There's, there's no doubt about it. And so is Amish Boy. To, to think he has won one race, Amish Boy. I remember he was just behind them in a Coolmore in the spring. He was placed in a Guineas, a Magic Millions Guineas, a Newmarket. Um, he, he was just behind him in the Arrowfield. He's a good horse. For, he's the best class one horse in Australia, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. Uh, well, I couldn't say much about the others. Uh, Pilatus ran a good race there, but that's all about the winner and the, and the potential still of the second horse. Plenty of people love their horses as much. No one could possibly love them more no. than Desley does, and she does get quite emotional. Have we got? Uh, have we seen Desley yet in the, uh, the performance that she put on uh, yesterday, uh, post-race, after... Um, or before, before they hit the line. She went down, <laughs> she got up. You need the volume. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, you don't need the volume. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and the hand movements. Oh, I could see oh, it going for you. I was look out. I took three Greg, steps back. That's, that's, I've never seen Greg hug any connection <laughs> no. after a race. No, Des is an old I mate, remember see. Wendy went to hug you one day, but it was COVID. That was COVID, right. we, yeah. couldn't hug. we couldn't hug. <laughs> we couldn't hug. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's one of a kind. Oh, she got me in a headlock one the first time I met her. Yeah, really? <laughs> For not tipping a horse. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, why you tipped it. There's your yes, answer. Yes, that's your answer. Oh. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, um, after the race, she just calmed down. As I said to you on the radio, there's more than just one horse in this race. And this horse is a good horse. He makes his own luck, gets out and does the hard yards. He's only been, beat, been on beat on wet tracks. He's a serious horse and what he's doing now, he's going to improve again. So you came here hoping or confident? I didn't come here hoping. I was very confident coming here today. I wasn't... All I wanted to do was draw inside. And I knew Maddie O'Connell, who I didn't work, thanks Maddie. We were confident Tuesday morning, we worked in here Tuesday morning and I said to Maddie, Maddie said they want to bring their A game and A plus. And we've just kept him ticking over and ticking over. We picked this race out. I said a month ago and we said we'll go here. And Jimmy Byrne's been confident for weeks. Jimmy said just bring it on, so well, let's go. He was there to be beaten. He was there to be run down. They had every opportunity to do it. They had their chance. As I said, have a look at his record. Four, three goes, 1,400 for four, three wins, you know what I mean? He's a super source. I said, he run. As he got beat here the other day in a mile, and 
If it had been a dry track, we still think he would have won, you know what I mean? We just think this wet track just softened him up a bit. But look, he's, as long as he pulls up good, we'll go to the big dance in two weeks, and then we'll have to sit down and find some of the right 49 and a half. You weren't the only one confident. There were a few tipsters confident today as well. Who yeah. stuck with you? Yeah, thanks, Duff. <laughs> you usually don't stick, but you stuck. Thanks, Duff. He's a fan. Good on you. I love you winning races. Good luck in the strad break. Thanks. It's always great to get a winner, um, but uh, this horse is really special to Desley Stable. Um, I'm just so, 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 so chuffed uh, for her to have a horse, and I believe is a real live chance in, in, in a race like the Stradbroke. Um, I run third on a, a horse for her in the Derby one year. Um, I gotta say, uh, this horse here with no weight, he makes his own luck, takes a lot to catch him, so. That's it, it's all about the handicap for him in the Strat, isn't it? <laughs> Look, and, and uh, um, you know, I'm in like uh, City, City Fair near beat me one year on Adam. Uh, he had ultra light weight, I think he had 49 kilos. This horse here is very, very similar. He gets up and he makes his own luck. Um, He's a live chance in a race like that. Jamie Carr, are you, Tom? Yeah, he's, it was a bit disappointing today, let off the bit. Um, he wasn't as professional as he's been, but I was still happy enough with him. Quick comment from Jamie Carr straight after the race on it. Now, Bernie, what hope is Jimmy Byrne? Is he any hope of 49 and a half, or can they get a kilo uh, allowance and maybe 50 and a half? Yeah, he's probably no chance of 49 and a half. He said to me yesterday he was 53 and a half stripped yesterday. Um, so he's going to, they're going to apply to ride this horse one kilo over at 50 and a half. So, you know, he's still got a few kilos to lose. He's still got actually four, pushing four kilos. And, you know, Jimmy Byrne, he's, you know, he's... He's pretty ripped. He, do, he doesn't hold any any fat. You know, some jockeys have a little bit of fat around the belly region, not Jimmy. So it's going to be a task, and particularly so because Jimmy, since he hurt his knee, he hasn't been able to box or run. So he's a little bit concerned about that. He said he might just strap it up, and he's going to have a few drinks last night and start today. So he's already uh, wasting for Stradbroke Day. All right, he's got a couple of weeks. So here's the market for the Stradbroke. Uh, with Ayrton out of the picture, that $11 is there for, I don't know why, because he's 110th in order. Yeah. So $7 Vega 1, Wild Planet, uh, Mr Quickie and Tefane, the Harrovian, which would be a massive story for Queensland if it could win the Stradbroke. And uh, we've got one more race, Bernie, next week, the Morton Cup. <clears throat> we, we do. And we see uh, Emerald Kingdom... Um, I think probably in that we'll see um, Baller for Tony Gollan, uh, although he's not nommed for the Stradbroke. But it's still Morton Cup's still going to be a very, very good race. So that's definitely one to look forward to. Yes. All right. Splintex is going there as well for Mark Newman. Yeah. For the Morton Cup. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to uh, come back and then we'll look at the other Group One, the Queensland Derby. Okay, let's go and have a look at the Queensland Derby now. Moved away from uh, Stradbroke Day for the first time in a long time. Uh, Chris Waller lined up six runners. Explosive Jack was looking for a piece of history, a history equaling fourth derby. He'll probably go to the paddock now having won three and not disgrace. But it was Chris Waller yesterday to the fore to win his second Queensland Derby, Bernie with Cucaracha. 
Yeah, that's right. And he had obviously a stack of runners. I think quite Michael was his only runner not to finish in the top eight. So Senor Toba obviously was unlucky in a slowly run uh, rough habit at Doombin last time out. But when he came up with, you know, the outside gate, we all got a bit scared and there's probably only half a length separating these horses at the top of the straight, but Cucaracha was able to secure a run through the field, whereas this horse, uh, Senor Toba, had to go around the outside. Explosive Jack looked the winner at one stage uh, as he shot back to the inside, and I believe Benny Allen thought his stable mate was uh, a bit short in his action. Let's crack a deal. But um, you've got to love uh, Cucaracha's win. Neville Morgan, he has to be one of the luckiest owners we've got here in Queensland. He, does, he and Jenny deserve it. But this run of this grey horse, and what a magnificent ride too that was uh, by Hugh Bowman. And probably a stride after the post, he gets that big grey nose in front. But all, all honours had to go obviously with Cucaracha and he's probably a good hand and half smaller than that grey horse as well. So it was pretty brave. It was all about timing. Typical, we talk about it all the time, Chris Waller timing, and that horse had just set up beautifully from the rough habit where he was one of the runs of the race. Yeah, no, yeah, probably outside Senior Tober, but he just found the, the right draw, got the right ride. I thought Bowman rode the second horse beautifully. I think most of us had him, well, he's got to drag back to last in front of all these 200 to, you know, 200 to 1 chances in front of him, but he just poked forward and got in in front of a little bit of a pack there and give him every opportunity to win. He's a promising horse, uh, Senor Tober. I think we're going to see more from him uh, in the spring. Explosive Jack has been sensational in his first racing preparation. That wasn't his race yesterday because he's a momentum horse. You'd rather see a horse like him three wide, just winding, grinding, grinding, and uh, that didn't happen. He got held up, had to switch course a few times. So he's probably come to the end of a, an outstanding preparation, that horse. Uh, thought Horrifying was okay for the future as well. Mm. Let's go and hear from uh, Chris Waller, who trained yesterday, the Quinella in the Queensland Derby. He's 126th career group one, and for James McDonald, it was win number 54 at the highest level. James had the best draw, so we won't give him as much credit, but for Hugh um, to be able to slot in and, and get him where he did was a special ride, and uh, he just come into, come into the race nicely, and I thought Explosive Jack kicking with all the form on the inside, and I thought, oh, well, we're going to run a nice second or third, but to both their horses' credit, and Lofty and the team up here, the, um, they've done a great job. They've done a fantastic job with this horse, and the Sydney horse, Sin Toba, almost knocked them off. What have you thought of this horse coming through? Um, we had a great opinion of him as a two-year-old and he sort of lost his way a little bit and typical story, he was, he was gilded and just taken through the system. Um, he ran a good race up here in the Grand Prix in the summer and I just wanted to give him some experience on this track. It wasn't racing that well then and I think maybe that's been a, a, a good move because uh, yeah, his run on the Queens and Guineas was good, last start and the rough habit was good and today was brilliant. You've won Doncaster's Golden Eagle for Neville Morgan. <laughs> you know where I'm going. Yeah, you do. But for him to win here in Queensland, for you to give him a Queensland derby, I'm, I'm going I'm to try and yeah, it's... stay with me. This is a big moment for Neville and for what you've done for him. I've got a lot of great owners. And I'm very lucky to be in the position I am. He's such a proud Queenslander, though, isn't he? <laughs> he is. The Magic Millions win with uh, his mate Dave Devine and... Um, all his friends and family is a very special place. Well done, Chris. Congratulations on another derby. You got me. <laughs> Too close for comfort. Wasn't it? Oh. <laughs> I, was, I was praying all the way. I even asked the people who live over the back. I said, uh, 
who got it, who can't, and they're going like this. I'm like, oh, you know, help. God, um, it was it was a bit of a hard hard old can of back, but it, no, I just wrapped um, Lukey Dittman, who's he's been um, riding on me. He said he he said today he said he'll be cherry right all week, and um, he's done he's done a marvellous job and great horseman and get him to settle the way he's settling and um, yeah, for sure he's just a good horse who deserved it. Was your plan always to ride Kugarasha because obviously you rode Senor Toba last start? I got no say in what <laughs> not we ride. Uh, Chris makes the decisions and. Uh, I was lucky enough to be on the right horse today. Yeah. The tempo looked pretty genuine throughout. Yeah, it was lovely. It was um, lovely building work. Um, I even, I probably should have waited a little little longer up the top of the straight because I got into a little bit of trouble, but he, he uh, was the right horse to get me out of it. He's got a great turn of foot and um, the strap and you we won. <laughs> the strap and you. Uh, Neville and, and Jenny Morgan, they're just, you know, the most wonderful of Queenslanders. However, They've got to be blessed with God's luckiest owners. I think they are, but they, they have the right man buying the horses and Guy Mulcaster and, and uh, um, they, they deserve all the success they get. They're lovely people who, who live and breathe racing. They love their horses and uh, they always have a, a significant amount of good ones. So uh, very, very rap for them. Well, I, I guess we always question his ability to run 2,400 metres because he hadn't been over the journey. And he just kept on kicking and when Senior Tober came up and was outside, I thought, oh geez, probably, he probably could be the strongest stayer, but to our horse's credit, he just found it. And um, Guy Mulcaster picked him out and just always said, don't worry, he'll run 2,400 metres. So, and he did today, so it's fantastic. You've had some big moments. These colours have won some of the biggest races in Australia, but what's it like on your home turf? Oh, no, they're great anywhere, Greg, really. It's fantastic to win it here because we've only got to walk across the road to getting a drink, so, <laughs> so, so but, but uh, no, it's fantastic, mate. Anyway. It's just pizza on the menu tonight. Uh, well, that's what we had when, uh, when Coldy won the Guineas. I took McDonald back and all I could give him was pizzas because we hadn't planned to win that one either, so, <laughs> so it'll be just a pepperoni and prawn tonight. All right, there is the derby. Here's what the other jockeys had to say. Hugh Bowman, Senior Tober. Uh, very proud of him. Disappointed, but very proud of his effort. He had a lovely run. John Allen, Explosive Jack. Yeah, look, he's run super. Um, probably found a, way, found a way a bit further back than we had anticipated, but they did go very quick. Um, thought we presented to win the race, maybe it's a 200, and he just peaked and he's run a little bit. Uh, mightn't have really let, let down the front track. Nashra Willer, Achiever. Yeah, great run. Uh, just loved in a lovely spot on the speed and um, got a lovely turn in the race from Malay. And uh, give it a terrific kick. Probably found the ground a bit hard. Just and. Um, but, but lovely horse, yeah. Jamie Carr, horrifying. Um, I was really happy with him. Um, if he had a week in between runs, week extra, he probably, um, you know, he was a bit flat late, but I was really happy with him. Robbie Frad Toscanini. Actually, no, it was a, it was a damn good run, you know. Um, I went further back than I wanted to, but um, I'm saying that I don't want to be caught three wide, so I followed Chris's other horse through, and um, he came up the inside, and he was getting to the line very, very good, and um, very happy with him, you know. Look, he's um, it's a quality field, so... Great run on his part. Kieran McAvoy, book arrest. Yeah, we just poked forward to try and we went to sort of slot in midfield, weren't able to do that, so I had to sort of poke forward and do a little bit of work. He stayed on okay uh, without a lot of room when I needed it, sort of passing the 350 metre mark. Uh, he, he stayed on and ran a nice race. Ben Allen, let's crack a deal. Um, a bit disappointing to be honest. I was happy with the spot he ended up in. 
travelled nice and on the corner he presented like the winner and he just didn't find today. Craig Williams, Mr G. The horse gave me a really good run throughout. The top of the straight I thought it was going to be some some chance in fighting fighting at the finish of the race. But the last 200 he, he basically, uh, he really slowed down his speed. So interesting to see how he comes through the track. Uh, but on face value he's a little bit plain, especially the last furlong. Larry Cassidy, Mount Mork Shark. Yeah, look, just a little bit outclassed, so something a little bit easier be fine. Now to the million dollar size produce. The size produce, it completely lost its way. Mm. It, it, it was just another, another race at the carnival, nothing special. They've reinvented the size produce, they've put a million dollars on it. Their, their grand aim is to get it back to a group one. At the moment, that doesn't matter. Mm. A million dollar feature race, Bernie. Um, they've got something to work with now as a, a really great uh, race to stand alongside the JJ Atkins, which will come up in a couple of weeks. The Freedmans have had an unbelievable year, particularly with their two-year-olds. Off the back of a Golden Slipper win, they've got a size produce win as well, and other two-year-olds are winning everywhere. Indeed, and they'd have to be pretty happy with uh, the sire extreme choice, I'm thinking, as well. This guy was actually great um, in the champagne at, at Doombin the week before. He just had no possible luck. Where he was Johnny on the spot, he was just handy enough to be able to show a nice turn of foot. But what about the run of this horse, Converge? And he's just got JJ written all over him. I mean, Port Louis looked like he was going to put it to Tiger of Malay. But this horse just launches from all but last, uh, Ronnie. And I'm sure you're probably thinking along the same lines that he's going to be pretty short for the JJ Atkins. Right in contention, he's, he's, he just keeps improving this Converge. He's only been a he's only a little dumpy fellow, and he's just thrived with Absolutely. race. Absolutely, I couldn't believe the way he. I mean, that's a, sort of the first time he's been able to be ridden with yeah. that type of mm. patience. Obviously, that's the way to ride him. Yeah, he's usually up on pace, which like a lot of their horses are. But that was an unbelievable and finish on him. Because and he was with the the, the, the horse we're all going to branch hands. Port Louis was with him back in the field with Port Louis, and Port Louis burst through the middle there and put about five lengths on him. He just dropped and, them. Yeah. I, the more I look at that race, he was an amazing converge. So, um, that's got to be won. the way to ride him. I mean, maybe not yeah, as we'll far, mate, but we'll beat a mile. Surely that's the way to ride him with the sit because he's sort of been hanging on, isn't he, in his other races? But this is a, the way to ride him with a different sit, level. different level. You should find the line well. Uh, but the, and the winner was just given a perfect uh, trail into the race, momentum. Um, I I'm not. Although he looked to have every hope there, Port Louis, I just think that's the run he had to have before he gets back to the mile. So he's right on target for the JJ Atkins. And um, Subterranean was good out wide late there too. So he's, 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 a, he's, not a, he's an underrated horse. We're going to talk about the favourite, Prince of Boom. I think it's all too soon for him. Um, obviously a talented horse, but uh, surprising really, it's easy after the race, that he's held such a dominant favouritism. Mm. Let's uh, hear from Michael Friedman and Craig Williams. At least 15 years since I've been here, so uh, big thrill to come back and win a, win a race like this. I think the last one we won that I was involved with might have been Mahogany. You tried to win the sires at Randwick with this horse, mm. and after that, did you decide on coming to Brisbane? Yeah, we sort of had to regroup a bit after the sires in Sydney, because uh, he, he drew wide, he had the blinkers on, and he, he over-raced a bit and sort of finished you know, out the back, but... Um, you know, they're a great group of people to train for. Um, Henry Field and the, and the Newgate and SF Bloodstock crew there, they sort of, we sat down and thought, well, where do we go here? And we thought, well, Brisbane was a nice option because I've always had a good opinion of the horse. Um, 
he just hadn't had a great deal of luck with barriers and tracks and whatnot. Um, and the last decent track he raced on was, was the Pago Pago, where he was arguably a, a bit unlucky there. So I, I actually came in today thinking if he got the right run, he could run a super race. Uh, you've got the JJ to come, of course. Mm. But just reflect on the year for your two-year-olds. It's been amazing. You know, like if, if you'd have said to me it's sort of back in January, you know, that we, we could end up, you know, with three Group 1s in the bag by the end of the season and two of them being Group 1 two-year-old races, one being the Golden Slipper, I'd have, you know, told you you were mad. So, you know, as is the case with all these st all stables, you know, we've got a, a big crew of staff back at home that do a terrific job. Lexi Styles, who's been up here with these horses of ours for a couple of weeks now, has done a terrific job. And a big thank you to Brian Smith, who's stabling our horses there at the moment, um, and to Kalora Lodge. This horse went for a freshen up down there for five days after the, his last start, and he came back bouncing. So, you know, a big thank you to them as well. Yeah, let's put things in perspective. Um, Mark Zara is now home with his wife, Elise, and they've got a baby, Harper. And um, so there's no doubt he'll be saying uh, I owe him. But uh, credit to uh, the training combination of uh, Richard and Michael. They've done a really good job with this horse. Uh, he never got into the Golden Slipper. They freshened him up. He's second up today. Even though it was, I'm not going to say only a Group 2, but the prize tag that they had here, you could see the colour of a horse that uh, invite up here to the Brisbane Carnival. So credit to uh, Brisbane Carnival. The sponsors are putting on the money. And of course my horse, he did a great job. And I'd like to thank my team behind me, especially my family. Most of these horses are heading towards the JJ Atkins. Is a mile something this horse could win at, or do you think that's beyond you? The way he felt today, I uh, felt the mile would be bare minimum for him. He was, uh, I was, even though late, he was very vulnerable, but uh, to get him into a position, it took a lot of riding. I think he's got a lot of scope, and I think it's a, it's a great opportunity for this colt to, uh, to have a crack at a Group 1, and uh, so I'd be encouraging him to go there and not decide where they're going. Hopefully I'll get the ride. And, uh, and again, I'd like to send a message out there to all Victorians um, through this pandemic. Um, stay resilient, stay strong, stay healthy, and, uh, and uh, hope we put on a good show for you guys back home in Victoria. Uh, in lockdown again. Mm. In lockdown again. Terrible. We've been very lucky here in, in Sydney and New South Wales. Yeah, mm. they're really feeling it down there. The um, beaten jockeys, this is important because uh, for horses going forward to the JJ, here's what they had to say. Tim Clark, Converge. Yeah, he ran excellent. He just sort of got a long way off his ground, but um, was very strong late, so very happy with his run. Hugh Bowman, Port Louis. I was delighted with him. Actually, I thought at the 200 we had the race in our keeping, but just ran out of puff the last bit, but it'll bring him on nicely for the JJ Atkins in two weeks' time. Josh Parr, overpass. I'm really pleased with him. Um, he, hasn't, he has, hasn't had to experience going underneath horses like that, like he did today, so that was a, a new thing for him. But he's a lovely horse, still still on the rise. Kieran McAvoy, Giannis. Yeah, that was a better run by him today. Um, set up behind nice speed with some cover, travelled nicely. Um, he presented into the race, just levelled out the last little bit. So I think the best is still ahead of this horse. He's um, hasn't had many runs and I think he'll make a nice three-year-old. Jim Byrne, Rhapsody Rose. Uh, yeah, it was a really good effort. Um, she uh, had one annoyed her a fair bit. Um, the race didn't really pan out as we would have liked. Uh, I thought, uh, had we, could we have had it a little bit softer early? It was definitely a top five finish. Brenton Avdala, Coda Healy. He ran okay. I still think he's a horse who um, just likes that bit of maturity, a bit of strength, but I reckon he's going to make a really nice horse. Nashra Willis, Subterranean. Yeah, really good run. He just had no luck at all from the draw. Covered a lot of ground. He sort of wobbled on the home turn a bit. Um, I, th I thought he still found the line. Okay. Michael Carl, Invincible Tears. She, uh, she ran well. She was... 
had to um, had to wait. She had encountered traffic early part of the straight. When she got clear, she was quite good. Jason Collett, Glen Eagles. Uh, keen and run. Just failed to finish after that. James McDonald, ranch hand. Yeah, he he travelled really strongly throughout. Um, presented really well in the straight. He just didn't let ground let go on the hard conditions. Ben Thompson, Prince of Boone. Yes, nothing went right from a terrible barrier draw. Um, he jumped away super, probably too well, and just caught three wide facing the breeze. So um, need a better run than that to have a guide that trip. Ryan Maloney, Tiger Heart. Yeah, look, I think he's just come to the end of the preparation. Um, I think what they got this preparation is just a bonus, so come back and nice three-year-old. Larry Cassidy, Miss Hipstar. Yeah, look, I think they're going to give her a bit of a freshen up and come back a little bit later in the carnival for a shorter race. So the trifecta in the size is there at the top of the market in the Atkins. That's fair enough, I think. That's that's how they run. They appeared to run in the size. It's a good race of size, wasn't mm -hmm. it? So I don't know if there's any anything fresh there we can talk about. He's a nice horse, Kota Healy, but I think he's going to paddock. Um... Yeah, I, and subterranean looks big odds there. I thought he went well. Okay. Um, we're going to take a break and we'll come. I thought you had something else to say. No, I was going to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought he was going to say something else. No, you, you've had to think about you it. You can't read me that e easily. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. You might say Spending too much time together. You're saving you stuff. Too much. <laughs> too much. You just put your makeup on there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take I've a break. More makeup here than you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> come back in a moment. All right, Bernie, the Lord Mayor's Cup, race number four on the program. Uh, you're claiming him, you want him, you got him. <laughs> Reloaded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's ours. He's ours. This preparation, we want. We want to claim him as the fifth winner uh, on the day. Obviously, he bounced back into winning form uh, last time out at Doombin. So you know, you know, well, jockeys, trainers, they all say these horses. You know, they get confidence, and this horse is big and strong, and you know, he's probably. He has actually raced against better horses than this previously, uh, but it's just good to see him turn that form around. I thought the Candyman was going to do something there, but he wasn't able to finish the race off. I thought Vanny Girl was quite good, um, finishing in about third or fourth spot there. Um, be interesting to see where these horses go next start, and you know whether they press on to places like the Sunshine Coast and indeed Ipswich Cup Day there as well. Yeah, I'd say that'd be about their level. At least he's got his confidence up now. Jeez, we, we were thinking he was going to be a really, really good horse when he, he showed up early mm. on and he, he lost his way, but he's found his way. Um, his old mate there, he, he, you can have him as well, so you think, so you win. He, can, he needs another win for his confidence, yeah. but he's going well. Um, yeah, I don't know where they sit. I think that's about right. A when punter leant over the fence yesterday and said... I've just got all my money back that I put on Reloaded over the his career yesterday. Well, he must have been on the all up from last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said, I'm square. I said, I don't know about whether you're square. <laughs> <laughs> here's, uh, here's the Premier's Cup, mile and a half. Uh, Spirit Ridge has uh, got another win on the board. Uh, his first win since January, he'd been in the Sky High, the Tancred, the Sydney Cup. Great run in the Wagga Cup. He gets the Premier's Cup on the board. 
Yeah, and I thought what was really interesting about this horse, and Lizzie, obviously, you'll be very familiar with Spirit Ridge, but I couldn't believe sort of how how heavy a type he is for a horse that, you know, runs in mile and a half and two mile races. It was funny. Uh, I ran into Mark Newman the week before and he spruiked this horse to me. So um, that was, uh, really, I've got to be honest, that was the main reason I tipped him um, was just because Mark had spruiked him because I'm obviously not that familiar with a, a lot of these horses. But when I saw him in the yard and he sort of had this choppy action, I, I got a little bit frightened. But Cariff obviously looked the winner, but this guy just showed, I guess, good desire, Ronnie, to want to uh, get past him and was the eventual winner. Yeah, Mark's worked him out. He thought he'd, you know, try him at the two mile, but he's dead set mile and a half, isn't he? Um, he's done a great job with him. Um, if Cariff had won, I was going to tell you to go home. Yeah. Because you'd tipped Apache, Cat, <laughs> Apache, Apache Chase and Cariff, at both at big odds. Your day could not have got any better. I nearly went the early crow. 25 to 1 I got him, and I was sort of the your home boy. I still, I still think, I have fallen into the trap with him before, and I, I still think he'll win the Brisbane Cup. Mm. I really do. He's on target. He's, he's, he's on the toe yesterday. He's still a bit fresh. And if he just calms down a bit, he'll win the Sydney Cup, uh, the Brisbane Cup. Parza Glory's holding his form well, and she's flying without winning Rondinella. Mm. She hasn't won in years and years and years. Maybe she can run well in the Brisbane Cup as well. So that race is shaping up. The Ladon de V was disappointing. I thought he was the money horse all week, mm. but disappointed. Uh, I spoke to Mark Newman at uh, Randwick. He said that he's potentially going to back him up in the Q22. Okay. So he's obviously um, Brisbane Cup's not on the radar for him, but if he, he flies up there this week to watch Bargain Gallop um, going into the Oaks, and then if he thinks that he's pulled up okay, he could push on to the Q22. Mm. And uh, here's a filly whose uh, biggest wins have come in the Sunshine State. Bernie, in the last, the Coghlan Stakes exhilarates. Yeah, I'm sure she actually considers herself more as a Queenslander because she just loves it here. And I guess what was interesting, but with a lot of runners yesterday, you know, that you can sit sort of three and four deep if you've got a bit of cover, obviously, on this track. Because since they redid it, they put a beautiful camber on this track um, from the half mile into the straight. And she just did that. She tracked them up four deep and just was too sharp in the final s stages for them. I thought Sweet Deal was outstanding from back in the ruck. And Theod, Theod uh, was also pretty good, um, given that she won on a heavy track last time out. But Exhilarates just seems to save her best for us. Bernie, that was uh, Derby and Kingsford Smith Cup Day. We've got a big day next week with the uh, the Oaks, a new race called the Sapphire with half a million dollars for the fillies and mares. Wait for age a mile. Um, and then the following week, it'll be Stradbroke Day. Yeah, that's it. A lot of these ladies will be either heading, uh, well, I suppose some could back up there, but most of these ladies in this race are probably heading to something like the Tats Tiara, I would think. Uh, but yeah, Oaks Day and Ladies Day, it's, it's, it's always a great day. And the Morton Cup field shaping up as a beauty there as well. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. There's Bernadette Cooper in Brisbane. When we come back, uh, Lizzie's going to take us right through the Randwick program. Right, let's start with uh, the two-year-olds uh, in race number one at Randwick yesterday. So it was a big day for the Freeman Stable, winning the million-dollar size 
in Brisbane and also the two-year-old in Sydney. Yeah, it's always very uh, important to follow two-year-old stables that are in form and this is a stable that's absolutely in form and it's continued all the way through the season and they've been really, really consistent. Park Avenue took out the first race um, for Jean Van Overmeer and what was expected he was going to get back he had the blinkers on for the first time he'd won really well at Kembla but I didn't think that he'd have this much of a strong turn of foot over this trip and be able to overhaul a horse like winning verse who was had all the favors up on speed sacred field was an interesting run I really like this galloper he was just drawn wide he not everything went his way and they wanted to ride him where he's comfortable and if you'd backed him or if you'd liked him off the trials and you heard what Tommy Berry had to say at the start of the day or on the radio that they were riding him where he was going to be comfortable you were a bit nervous because he's the sort of horse that you know they're trying to teach for the future and not necessarily gas him at the end of his races I thought a couple of horses ran really really well with not a lot of luck Connexi mm. um, was inside with Louise Day just sort of trying to weave a passage and didn't get a great deal of luck and Sonnet Star is definitely a talent, but the problem with her is that she just does so much wrong. Um, so I think missing the start is always hurt to her detriment and she doesn't quite, she's not very tractable as well. But you'd have to say all honours with the winner, but I reckon moving forward, it's a nice race to follow form-wise. Mm. Yeah, Sacred Field, just raw. He's got his bit of a high head, actually. He's got to learn how to... How to race. Put it together. Yeah. Well, even when even when they went to grab him with the pony, he was n n you know he's yeah. very new to the whole surrounding. It's but all he, raw. He's, he's a beautiful horse. And he John's had a, a good couple of weeks. He's riding a few winners yes. today. He's getting a real go on over winter. It's a good result for him. And here is Jean Van Overmeer. Michael's always had a had a high opinion of this guy. Like track work, he he really gallops well at home. And I'm just very happy that he's he's come to the races both times and performed. He's a horse who has obviously done a good job in these first two runs. What do you think his future holds? I think he's got a lot of upside to him. I think he'll get, get out in a bit further distance as well. Um, I think maturity is still still to come with him. I don't think the penny's dropped completely just yet. So once that happens, I think he'll be a very smart horse. Right, that was the uh, two-year-old Park Avenue. Now let's go to the highway. Another big field here. And uh, right down on the southern border from Albury, Mitch Beer's swagger. Yeah, it was a shame. Mitch Beer, obviously, with, with all the COVID um, going on down in Victoria, he couldn't make it up because he'd had spent a bit of time, I believe, in Melbourne. So it was a shame that he couldn't be on course, but his sister, Ash Beer, was there to um, represent him. And, of course... Jordan Mallion, who hasn't ridden for a long time in town. This is his first, uh, well, he's ridden in town, but this is his first winner in town for quite some time. He was able um, to really push this horse out to the line and win this race convincingly, I wouldn't say convincingly, from more Sundays, who was really game in defeat. But um, a good performance from him. He sort of settled back in the field. He ambled through and he looked as though he was going to probably run third at the top of the straight, but he just showed a, a lot of toughness and fitness. More Sundays is knocking on the door. Don't forget Monica had a good run and she probably just the weight the flip around of the weight. Um, a fortunate lass ran well. And tipping point again, I'm sure he's going to win the highway. Yes. I don't know when it is, but it's happening sometime. Two good old racing families there, the Beers and the Malians. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so here they are. Uh, Mitch couldn't be there, as Lizzie said, but uh, Ash Beer, his sister, was there, and Jordan Mallion. 
massive result with Geordie and great connections and it's just a really good result today. So Mitch couldn't be here, he'd been away and decided to play it safe? No, well he'd been in New Zealand and he flew into Melbourne early in the week and um, we actually had a few staff members head down to Sandown during the week so um, as a precaution they're all at home and um, we've got the call up lately to, to come and fill in for him and I'm glad I did. I'm absolutely thrilled, especially to do it for Mitch, um, obviously he's my cousin, um, you know, he's been a really big supporter of mine since I've come back here and also for Sam, he's a new owner in the stables and a good mate from Aubrey, so just a great thrill all around. Just tell us about the run, how were you feeling throughout, did you think you were going to be able to get the job done? Look, to be honest, I, think, I felt like I was probably two spots too far forward on him. He's a better horse that you can ride and get a nice suck run and, and start cruising. But just today with the 54 and obviously the step up in grade, I didn't want to have to give him too much of a head start. So I was happy enough with the 1-1, but I would have liked to be in a spot further back. And to the horse's credit, with the 54, he really fought on tough. I probably thought I was going to run a game third at about the 100, um, and he fought back. And he's a smart horse, and this time of year he loves these sorts of tracks, and you know he's going to go through his grades nicely. Now we go to race number three, this Kiwi, and no compromise, certainly showed something at his very first Australian start, um, coming off a, well it was only a short, short break, he basically flew into the country and he was up and going straight away, and a win followed soon after. Yeah, and I think that that shows that this is going to, he's going to be a, a nice horse moving forward, and the way that he did it yesterday, it was a solidly run race with a bit of a, with a muddling tempo. There was Terwilika who sat up on speed, and um, he was a maid of all, and they, they sort of set a, a good tempo, but then the rest of the field were back off of them, and um, Tommy just assessed this race really well. He moved up around them. He sort of just got the break on Stockman and that was really what happened in the end of the race. He just really prevailed and I think looking at these two, Stockman and No Compromise, they're going to win races throughout this winter period and probably even into um, the spring if they have a break but those are the two that you would be certainly following out of the race. I think they were the star performers even though you see Sky Hoist and Brown Thomas, they put up their runs but these were a a little bit of a level above Ronnie. They were. They're two nice winter prospects, aren't they? And um, too smart, Tommy. Too smart. He just tagged, tagged, tagged. He knew he didn't want the other horse to get momentum up because he had the 60 and a half. He made, he made his move and it was a winning move. There was not much between them. And like I say, with a six, six and a half kilo pull, that was the only difference there. Uh, here's Charlie Duckworth and Tommy Berry. Fantastic result. Uh, obviously, he came over to us in excellent condition from his previous trainer, uh, Bill Furlow, and uh, also the, the owner's daughter is literally in a ceremony getting married right now, so it'll be a pretty pretty emotional win for them. So, uh, no, it's, it's very exciting. Good speed on up front, and Tommy just let it all unfold in front of him. Yeah, we gave, gave Tommy a little bit of an open rein. Obviously, it was a sticky barrier, and we just said, look, if we can be in front of a couple, then it's obviously going to benefit you. Uh, there was red hot speed on, which, which obviously suited to turning it into a genuine staying test, but he's a tough, genuine horse who, who should go through the grades. A very good effort, only its second start here in Australia. And we able to find, I, I sort of wanted to chance my luck and be in front of a few and we ended up finding the back of the second favourite so um, he took us everywhere where we needed to be and my bloke he just fired up in the run a few times. Every time we went around a corner the, the wind would change direction and hit him from another angle and he just wanted to fire up and go but um, he showed his strength and he's, he's, uh, he was just a class above him. It's uh, a shame there's not many connections here today. No, it was a shame the, the Thurlows couldn't make it, but uh, I heard they've got their, their daughters just at the altar getting married now. So not I a guess very good excuse. Might be a little bit more important, I'm not too <laughs> sure. I, I gave up my, uh, what was it, my um, 
honeymooned to ride Vancouver once, I'm sure they could give up the, their daughter's wedding next time. There you go. Oh, I said you're a hero, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's go to a break. When we come back, we'll have a look at Nikki's fling winning, race four. Uh, race number four was uh, Nikki's fling for Gary Portelli and Rachel King. Yes, uh, she deserved this win. When you looked at them in the yard, they were all quite an even bunch, but she definitely held her condition from her last art performance when she ran in the English guineas, and she just uh, she just looks in, in terrific order. She was able to sit back off a pretty strong tempo, the Zora Cat, and... Um, and uh, rubric, bright rubric, I should say, really set a strong tempo, um, but it enabled her to settle back and find the line really strongly. And I suppose when you you saw that there was going to be that on pace but, um, benefit from a horse like Bright Rubric, but I didn't think Zora Cat would really serve it up to Bright Rubric, and I think that was probably what paid um, detriment to Bright Rubric in the end. But all honours have to go with Nikki Sling. I thought she ran super. Zora Cat held on. St. Covet Spirit hit the line strongly. A um, couple of horses that were disappointing. I think more profits was a little bit disappointing. I don't know whether she's quite where she was in previous preparations, mm -hmm. um, but I'll leave that to the connections to, to figure out. But yeah, I think that you can really tell when some of these mares are starting to hit their straps and um, Nikki's fleeing at the end of her preparation almost is, is doing that. No, good win. No, good ride, good win. I'm disappointing. I thought more profits just got out of the comfort zone with the speed and the weight and uh, we'll have to re-evaluate her. But, uh, yeah, no excuses really around the winner. She was well ridden and too good for him. Right, here's Gary Portelli with the oh, cap no. the yes. cap and the beard. He wears well. it better than Warney I saw on social media. Well. A flat cap, I think he does. Here, well, here he is. <laughs> you know, she's been a work in progress, this filly, a, a beautiful filly bought by the Gold Edge syndications again, $50,000 horse, and she's just working through her grades beautifully. So um, nice little ride by Rach. It looked like it was going to get messy at the top of the straight again, but when she got clear, um, I sort of felt she was going to catch that leader, but it only had 50 kilos on its back, and we had 57 and a half. Big job by a three-year-old leader to run it down. Coming into this, she had the right form lines on paper anyway to be very competitive. Yeah, definitely. We got the black type last start when we ran second, so her value's through the roof now as a broodmare. She saw at the sales last week, um, big money in broodmares now, so job done for the, for the syndicate. Uh, bought a nice filly, and uh, now she's got black type, and now uh, an important Saturday win. She certainly deserved that win, and... I thought when they were going that fast early, I was off the bridle quite a long way from home, but she um, she really picked up, especially that last furlong. She was very strong and showed her class. And it did look as though you weren't going to be able to reel in those two tearaway leaders. What were you thinking when she sort of was off the bridle? Were you thinking, oh, am I going to be able to gather them in, or were they just getting a little bit tired? Yeah, look, I was a little bit worried probably on the turn. Um, as you said, they, they went quick, but they gave a good kick at the top of the straight, and it was a little bit worrying, but... As I said, she was she was very, very strong, and when she sort of met that rise, the tough sort of Ramwick straight, she actually really enjoyed that and put her head out and wanted to win. All right, now to race five. This is uh, Gravina. Big win by Gravina. Uh, an important win for this young boy, Reese Jones, putting those colours on and getting the job done. Yep, for the first time putting those colours on as well. So there would have been a bit of nerves, always is, when you're riding, getting opportunities for big stables because they make such a difference if you can... Um, make them pay dividends and that's exactly what he did. He just uh, rode this horse to absolute perfection. Um, 
I think this was visually the most impressive win of the day. Well, it certainly was the most impressive win of the day, and against a field that has a you know relative amount of depth when you're going through each of their form, and he just was way, way too good for them, which would suggest that there's better races in store for him, even though he had the claim and he was placed really, really well. I think the way we really have to focus on Reese because the way that he rode this horse, he was very calm, he was very cool, he stuck to his plan. Um, admittedly, it opened up for him and he had the right horse underneath him, but he never let the occasion get to him. And um, so I'm sure it's a day he'll remember going forward, Ronnie. I'm sure getting instructions off someone like Darren Biedman would have been a, a calming influence on him as well. Uh, but he, they put him on the right horse there. Uh, she was beautifully placed. He rode her confidently and... Boy, she had some on them, didn't she? Yeah, and just on a couple of the horses in back in the field, I think Six Gun were just mentioned as well. He got very, uh, he didn't, they didn't go forward on him, which we thought they would. He got very fired up, he was pulling, and he's, he's just still got so much to learn. Mm. I, I'm convinced he's got an, uh, he has got a future, but Mark's got a lot of working out. Um, Tycoon has hit the line strongly. He's got a race in him. Rock My One came back in good order. And Cream Rises. Yeah, inexperienced a, Inexperienced, horse. yeah, really nice that run. that bump at the top of the straight. Um, it's got talent. I'd call Gravina a she. It's a he, of he. course. Mm, yep. Um, Reese Jones, but first, Darren Beeman. Had a lovely run from a, from a nice skate and very much a push-button type of horse. and. Those type of horses really suit young young apprentices that, um, you know, they just put themselves in the right spot and um, he gave him a, a faultless ride. He did and uh, he looked like he enjoyed it, his first ride for you guys. He did, um, you know, he's a young and up and coming uh, young man and um, he's, uh, Rodney's done a terrific job with him up north um, but he'll, he'll certainly get a lot of confidence out of that and so will the horse. Um, the other day he just had the... Kieran sort of underestimated the leader um, at Scone, but um, once they, they split nicely at the top of the rise, he got to the right part of the ground, and um, he's always shown us nice promise, the Colt. Uh, just from the good draw, my instructions were just to be behind the leaders there, um, travelling beautifully for me, um, switching him off nicely, and just they didn't want me to go too early on him, so I just had to you know, time my run, get, through, get that gap. Um, and he really did the rest. He, he finished off the race really, really well. What a tremendous thrill for you, not just riding this horse, but also putting on the blue colours for the first time. It must have been a proud moment, and, and your first ride's a winner. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Definitely, it is an honour to ride for Godolphin, and I'm very you know, thankful for the opportunity. So I'm glad I made that one count. <laughs> yeah, and Darren said, what a fantastic ride. You're getting wraps from Darren Beeman, so that must be something that's very proud, of you, proud for you as well. Oh, most definitely, yeah. No, I've got a good network of support around me, so... You know, I can't thank them enough. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll have a look at Adelong winning at Randwick yesterday. And on to the next uh, start of the quaddy race number six, uh, Adelong back into the winner's stall. Yes, back into the winner's stall in, in a good way as well. One um, year. Yeah, is it one year? Well, she's been very consistent all the way through. Marway looked as though he was travelling quite comfortably, but the other horse that was travelling quite comfortably was Adelong, right on his girth, and I didn't expect him to sort of, uh, well, her to travel so well upsize him, and she almost worked, well, she did, she worked up to him, you'll see in a moment, she works right up to him, 
pretty quickly and you knew Marwe had nothing to offer and she was way, way too strong. Wonderbar was always going to find the line strongly. She just likes a little bit more of a sting out of the track. But Adelong was able to utilise her gait. She was able to make Marwe vulnerable and the rest was history. And she just needs to be in a rhythm. She just needs to be doing everything right and not being um, you know, checked and not having anyone in her way. And that's exactly what she got. And she was at the peak of her fitness. In hindsight, you'd have to say Marwe was probably, he was disappointing probably at the end of his preparation. He's had some pretty tough racing. Um, Mark sort of echoed that after I spoke to him. Southern Lad was uh, still uh, pretty good first up. He's got a bit of room for improvement. And in and up actually hit the line quite well um, when you go back and have a look at the replay, even though he didn't run into the top four. She was just sharper. Um, she's an 1,100 metre specialist and she got into a rhythm. She's won, she won about six, I think all, nearly all of the wins have been at 1,100. And he... Um, he was 1250, 1200, 1100, so he wasn't as sharp as her. He's got the speed, but he's a, he's a, and he lost his advantage with, I think he's a great railer, Marway. Yeah. He, see, when he, he went out the middle there, he just wanted to come back and hug the fence a little bit, and yeah. he didn't want to go. But I, I can see that he has come to the end of a pretty good uh, preparation. He doesn't as look well. like he has no. come to the end of it, and he's still fresh and full of himself, but I, I just. Like I, Paul Joyce said exactly the same thing about the rail. He just loves that rail. He's like a yeah, greyhound. He likes to he rail. Does. And that's where he pinches his rail. Yeah, and I, I think that that's probably what just was detrimental to him in the end, which yeah. I, I sort of don't understand why she didn't go on the rail because you saw horses winning on the rail yesterday, mm. coming up the rail, Lena's hero, yeah. um, Dream Circle, so, yeah. Yeah, and you're right, Wanda Bar. I think we're all expecting that shower late in the day and it didn't come and that... Just took a length or two off her. She she just loves it when it, when they do get a bit of rain. Were there tears with albumin? There were tears. Yes, were Maya there? was there yesterday. Yeah. Oh. She's um she was disappointed. <laughs> I'm did, you trying... any, did you have any advice for her? <laughs> I just said you can't win them all. <laughs> 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 but she's yeah the most probably the most passionate uh, five year old five year old <laughs> well, four or five yeah. Mm. This is my Maya Alexio, yeah, probably the most passionate five-year-old in racing I have ever seen. <laughs> Here's um, Jay Ford and Brad Widder. Look, I just think a couple of the runs there, she's been in the wrong spot today. That's what she likes, outside the lead like that. And, you know, just it all, all went to plan and, you know, terrific ride. I've been happy with her all this prep. A lot of things haven't gone right with her. And, look, Jay's had a couple of rides on her now and he, you know, he got it right today. Um, you know, great ride. He just tracked up on Mark's horse and it all fell away. She's been a beauty, really, from the get-go. Oh, I wouldn't mind a few more. Um, yeah, look, she had a tie back. That's probably just uh, held her back a little bit. But, you know, forefront back today and, you know, it was a terrific effort. She's been very consistent. She was due to break through and I like the setup today. She drew outside my way, which just enabled us to follow it across. And she's a tricky horse if you... You set her alight too early, she won't come back. So you just need to be able to glide along at her. And the way the race unfolded today really suited her. And um, it did surprise me a little bit how how easy I come up to Marway in the straight. But like I said, she's been going really well, and she deserved this breakthrough. And that that must say that you need a horse like Marway in the race just to get her travelling comfortably and switching off. Yeah, like I said, she just. She just needs the race unfold right way for her because she's a bit temperamental and when you tell her go, there's no stopping her. So when you've got a speed horse like that and you can just tag off and not push or pull, um, it's an ideal scenario. Uh, on to race number seven, Dream Circle. One first up and yesterday 
he did it again. <laughs> well, he certainly showed that that first up win was not a fluke because this was backed up with an excellent performance. He's just come back in great form. We saw how he trialled really well into that first up run. Um, sort of you thought he would want a little bit further first up but he was able to win off a strong tempo and then yesterday it set up perfectly for him he drew the inside gate he had a great ride from Keegan Latham he was able to angle out at the right time he got the break on April Rain who was the favorite who was a little bit disappointing on paper when you're having a look at this run and he was way too strong in the end Canasta just needed the run first up criminal code is back in Great style. That's a horse that I would certainly be following moving forward. Invinciano, I think she just needed the run as well just due to her on-pace racing style. She needs to be rock-hard fit. Now, the favourite. I'm, I'm not... I'm disappointed, but I'm not... I'm not giving up on her. What's yeah, your view? Yeah, well, the punters would be very frustrated with it. It's, you know, we wanted to be forgiving at Gosford, and I just... I think she left... Everyone, anyone that backed her very flat yesterday because look, she was there to finish off. If she can't run a mile, um, I don't think she's as good as we think. I, I just the way the race was set up yesterday, where it was, a, it was slow early and then they sprinted. That probably wouldn't have suited her though. Mm. Okay, all right, with the boom on her. Yeah. She definitely it doesn't warrant, warrant the boom that we've put on her, I suppose. Yeah, okay. I think that's probably a valid... Let's um, just go... See, I, I wouldn't say go she... Go back was, from scratch. Yeah, I don't think she's going badly is what probably I'm, I'm getting to. In Vinciano, if we happen to get a dry track over winter, I liked her performance there, and she trialled quite nicely coming into this prep. So she's a, a, just a one-trick pony, a dry tracker, though. All right, Stuart Rankin was there representing David Payne and Keegan Latham. This horse has just gone from strength to um, 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 strength and uh, we were very very positive this afternoon. Um, his work has been very, very well. Um, and yeah, he's, as you say, he's, he's gone under the radar. And the best part of his work is gets looks like the type that loves to get into a dog fight and he really attacks the line under those conditions. Yes, you know, I think he's a tough horse. He, he doesn't like to be bustled. Uh, you're just going to leave him, let him do his own, his own thing. And uh, he has a very good, strong um, finish. What a bad little record he's getting these days. Look, I think he's got a potential to uh, pick up a small feature. You know, uh, as I said, he's just gone from strength to uh, strength as he's got older. Yeah, I think it was uh, it was a huge help that he was drawn one. Uh, you know, Jean gave him a very good ride last time, and his, his confidence has obviously gone through the roof some, uh, since then. And uh, David just said to me today, just riding where he's happy, you know. And I intended to probably be a little further back, but um, the pace wasn't really that hot early on, so I was happy to let him slide a little bit closer. And uh, he really extended quite nicely up the straight, and uh, hopefully there's a few more left in him. Let's go to uh, race number eight, uh, another open handicap, 1,400 metres, Lena's Hero. Yep, they came for Lena's Hero late in the market because they knew what sort of run he was going to get and he, had a, um, he ran really well last start. He was able to win and I think that that's, they just were looking for horses that were going to get a smother run and this is what he got. He was too strong in the end. Uh, Royal Celebration... He ran second again. Mm. Oh, it was well, there was a lot of cheering for him. I saw a lot of um, Ronnie's connections uh, giving him a big yell. But I don't know. Is he? 
is he just found one better than him on the day or is he just not finding the the desire to put his nose out on the line? It's, I'm, I'm not sure. Best run in the race, one of the best runs all day was Brutality. If he gets a wet track, he is going to be winning a lot of races all throughout this winter period. And I thought Bandersatch was a, an improved performance and due to his fitness and he's um, on target to win a race um, in the coming months as well. Yeah, he's um, he settled back in well, hasn't he, Lena's hero? He's racing well. Um, good solid win. I'm... He, um, he just wait till he gets a wet track. He was back from a mile yesterday, brutality, and he's, he's well, you look at that form from from um, Gosford, Brandenburg and Nudge, that stands right out, and uh, he's, he's in for a good winter with his rating. Uh, Charlie Duckworth and Jay Ford again. Great ride by Jay. He's probably probably the most underrated jockey in the world, to be honest. I mean, his, his, his accolades uh, have no bounds, and, and it was a great ride and utilised the nice 52 kilos just cruised around, got the perfect run, and he's obviously a very consistent horse. Whether he was up to this grade was the only real question mark into it, and uh, no, I think from the top of the straight, you, you knew what the result was. He got into that box seat, and today they've, for whatever reason, wanted to get off the fence, and Jay's just hard up against that rail. There's nothing wrong with the fence. No, absolutely nothing. Not. I, I, I don't really understand why they all came off, but the, that's, that was just, the, just seemed to be the pattern of the race, and... Look, we're ha happy to utilise utilise that position, and and look, he he was he was tough late. He's an older gelding who who handles his racing really well, so he, he'll just continue to go on now. I actually felt like out wide, um, Royal Celebration was in front of me, uh, but to my like credit, he really surged late. Uh, he's a lovely horse, obviously come back from overseas, and his form's been really consistent. Obviously today was a step up, but. He had the 52 on his back and that really helped. I think he seems to be putting it together somewhat, this preparation. Yeah, look, his last few runs, he's really made giant strides. You know, he's jumped a few few grades again today and he's acquitted himself very well. Um, so it won't be the last time you see him winning. And to the last of the day, uh, let's have a look at the performance of Lillimore. Yeah, this was... Look, she's come back stronger. She... I didn't know whether she was going to like this race with a horse like Malkovich in the race and knowing that she's a speed horse and she likes to get her own way but the way Louise rode her she rode her in her own rhythm away from Malkovich but in enough um, ground to be able to pick her up pick him up I should say and I think that was what the winning move was in the end. Malkovich, again, he's come back stronger as well but he probably just peaked on his run uh, a combination of uh, just him running out that strong 1100 metres and his fitness and Lillimore was too um, strong in the end. Another one who didn't win but was the run of the race has to be Bellucci Babe. She was just absolutely enormous and she'd be the horse that I'd be following um, going out of uh, the meeting. She was just really, really good, ridden with a sit, she was wide, found the line strongly and she looks terrific and I expect her to win throughout this winter again. Yeah, look, there's good money uh, for Bellucci Babe yesterday, and she she did run really, really well. Uh, that would have cheered John up. I think he was a little bit upset after last. The float drivers in Brisbane forgot to pick his horses up after the last. Oh. Yeah, that would have been popular with John. Would have, would have got over that pretty well. Well, there would have been a few choice words, I'm sure. <laughs> but that would have cheered him up. He would have just told it as it was. <laughs> um, let's uh, say so John, of course, was in Brisbane. Here's Alex Maher representing the stable and Louise Day. She's honest, tough, and uh, no, well ridden by Louise. Yeah, she's just stayed in the slipstream of Malkovich there and saved it for one last shot, and she was just able to find that edge over the last little bit. Yeah, she is. Like, she always rates her well, and uh, the two kilos made a difference in the end.
She looks like she's in for a great prep. She was only first up today. Yeah, she is, and weather the better too, so can't wait for winter. She's a horse that likes to get out and in front and lead, and obviously with Malkovic in the race, it was always going to be interesting, but uh, my instructions before the race were just make sure he's doing a, enough work if he does cross and and just save a little bit in the tank for the end, and in credit to her, I tracked him all the way up into the straight, and just when he was just starting to put the brakes on in front, she, she just found another little gear. You know her very well. What's she like in comparison to last preparation? To me, she looks stronger. Definitely. I was cantering to the gates, and she took a real a real strong hold with me, and I thought, this horse feels really good. She's really improved. She's strengthened up, and the way she did today, she was determined in her run, and I'm sure she can go on with it now. And that was nine races at... Randwick. That was nine races. I just thought I'd give you a few horses to follow. I thought Bellucci Babe was the horse yep. to follow. I'm just giving you... Sectional stars, are they? Sectional, yeah. yeah okay. I'm going to write yes, them down. Yeah. Bellucci Babe, <laughs> yeah, well, yep. Criminal Code criminal. and Brutality. Criminal. Get your little black book out. Okay, what was the third one? <laughs> brutality. Brutality. Anyone could have found all them. <laughs> well, I'm not saying anyone can't find them. I'm just they'll probably helping, appear. Helping the punters book. out. The tea ladies' tips. They'll probably they'll probably appear on other shows. They will, but yeah. I said it. You're finished. ahead of the game. You said it. <laughs> Golden Rose Market. Oh, here we uh, go. Came out. Wow. Who do you like? 1400 metres at Rose Hill. Animo, stay inside. Artorius, keep going, keep going, keep going. Who do you think? I like well, uh, well. <laughs> anyone could have found that, Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, well, that's, but that's it, it, it. We've got one more group one to go, yeah. but I think the two year olds have been some of the, the real highlights of this, this year gone by. Yeah. Yep. I can't wait for them. Won't be long. Well, stay inside, back in work. Yep. And uh, they'll be trialling up early August, mm -hmm. getting set to go. And that is it. Uh, thank you, Lizzie. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you, Ronnie. Thanks, Greg. And uh, hope you have a great weekend, what's left of it. And we'll be back next Sunday from nine. <laughs>